What's going on, everybody? And welcome back. Season three, episode 25, Hit the Books, podcast all about sports betting, the bets you should be taking, and everything surrounding sports. This week, we have a special guest joining us, friend of the show, plus a little bit on the stadium series games this weekend and a recap of the Super Bowl, plus some power rankings in some other leagues as we wrap up the NFL season here. Let's jump right in and introduce my co-host here with me this week, Huff and Mackie. Mackie, let's start off with you this week. What do you got, buddy? Another week here leading up to March Madness after the Super Bowl. What do you got? Yeah, so football's over. So, you know, all, all the way out from here, we're going college basketball. Um, good Super Bowl. I enjoyed it. I won money off of it. Um, not like the rest of my NFL season. I caked off the Super Bowl, so that was nice. Um, but other than that, you know, just getting into college basketball, trying to get back in the swing of things. Had a pretty rough week last week, but um, positive units this week already. So, uh, just yeah, looking to keep it going. Good stuff. I like to hear it. Winning some money on the bowl. Good stuff there. Huff, finish it off here. What do you got for us before we jump into this week? Yeah, same thing. Had a pretty good week. Great Super Bowl. Uh, an all-time matchup. I mean, if you just think back on recent Super Bowls, uh, that's not three straight Super Bowls that we've had be determined by three points or less. Uh, three, to be exact, in the last three when the Rams won by three, uh, the Chiefs won by three last year, and then the Chiefs won by three this year. So, I mean, you can't ask for much more competitive and much more competitive games in the big game, in the primetime slot when everyone's watching in the Super Bowl. Uh, we got what we were hoping for. Overtime, just that game just absolutely lived up to all the expectations. And uh, I really just think that I'm, I've just been laughing at all the 49ers players coming out and saying they didn't know the rules. But we'll get into that when we talk about the, the NFL segment. But great Super Bowl, like Mackie said. I had the Chiefs as well. Uh, that was a, you know, Mahomes in the Super Bowl as an underdog three weeks in a row. Uh, you already said they're starting a dynasty and the Chiefs are back-to-back champs. Mahomes is an underdog? What? What? Do you think that'll be the last right. time he'll ever be an underdog in the Super Bowl? No, because you got to think scenarios. They'll play, some, they'll play some other team that's like this, the Eagles or the Niners of this year, and they'll, this, they they'll do the same thing. A two-point they should have. They should have been dogs. They were not the better team, but... No, yeah, you, know, you absolutely. Homes, man. Like, there's going to be more scenarios where they're not going to be the better team, and they're still going to end up winning the Super Bowl because Pat Mahomes. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's crazy, man. I can't believe how many fucking everyone thought. I mean, I guess there was a shit ton of money on the Chiefs, but everyone that I was talking to was like, "Nah, smart money's with the Niners." I'm like, dude, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. There's and everyone, there's certain people that. When you bet against them, you can lose twice. Like Tom Brady back in the day, Saban, Belichick. Like there's those guys that if you bet against them and you lose, you tell yourself like, why the fuck did I bet against Patrick Mahomes Dude, in the Super Bowl? Exactly. Like, you know like, right I mean? after you're done, it's like that was so simple. Like why the fuck did I? Fade? It, literally, like, exactly. That's what I was thinking. And it's not the like the Chiefs. Like, it's not like the Chiefs were winning the whole game. They were down ten for the second straight Super Bowl, and then win the game by three. Oh, I wasn't. I was. I wasn't confident at once during that during that game. Not no, once. that was. A, that's what I mean. That was a crazy competitive game. It was back and forth. It was defense in the first half. The offense is picked up in the second half. Once the Chiefs got that fumble off the punt, it was. I knew that that, that was the spark they needed. Yeah, the, I mean the bounces are definitely going their way. Do you think that Dre Greenlaw going down was the was the difference maker, or do you think the Chiefs still would have still won? <sighs> I I still think the Chiefs would have won. I I just I, think I, that he will find a way anytime he needs to. I, I, yeah, I mean, did you, hear the, did you hear what the, so, but like, kind of what I said about the, we can kind of just jump right into the Super Bowl, but Jesse, you yeah, just want to like introduce the score. Let's just jump right into it and then I'll get into it. Yeah, just a couple, a couple notes here. 58, Super Bowl 58 concluded with the Chiefs taking down the Niners, uh, 25 22 in overtime. First time the new postseason rules were used. Um, Reba went over on the anthem. Heads was the result of the coin toss and purple was the Gatorade color and the winning coach. And that's all I really got here from the Super Bowl. Go ahead and keep ripping, boys. I find yeah, it obviously. Hilarious. I find it hilarious how the first. I mean, I guess it didn't really matter because they didn't score a touchdown. But the first year that they changed the rules, the Super Bowl goes to overtime. But I mean, yeah, they, they would have kicked, yeah. kicked the field goal and they still would have gotten the ball back. But um, it's it's just did you weird. did you hear what the like what they were all saying after the game? So obviously, I kind of alluded to it that the a lot of the 49ers players were saying that you know we didn't even know the rules changed. You heard Juszczyk say, like, you know, we just we just kind of wanted the ball. We wanted to go right down, score a touchdown, and win the Super Bowl. And everyone was like, well, maybe you should you read the that. rule book because that's not how the rules are in the playoffs. And then uh, you know Eric what? Armstead said the same thing. He was like, we just needed to get a touchdown and win the game. And then the reporter was like, 
you guys do know the rules are different in the Super Bowl, like or in the playoffs. And they all were like, yeah, we didn't really know about that. Someone asked Kyle Shanahan about it, and I forget what he said. And then they're asking all the Chiefs, and the Chiefs, Chris Jones literally goes, oh, yeah, we talked about it in meetings all week. If this game goes yeah, to overtime good. and the Niners score first, we're going to go for two and either win or lose the Super Bowl on a two-point conversion. Chris Jones said that. I saw that. Um, I don't care who you want to blame. You have to, as an NFL football player playing in the Super Bowl, know the fucking rules. I don't care who you want to blame. Yeah, you can blame Kyle Shanahan. It is kind of Kyle Shanahan's fault. It is like you guys are all grown ass men playing in, and you're all paid millions of dollars each year to play this sport. Know the damn rules of the game. It doesn't matter. You are you're accountable for your own self. You need to know the rules going into that. And if not, not one person said it during the game. Like not one person when Kyle Shanahan was like, "Let's take the ball." Was like, "Wait, do you not like? Do you know about the new rules?" Like at least said something about it. Like. I don't know if this is ex- if this is an excuse or not because it just sounds so stupid. How like this all could have just went like untalked about. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, uh, like, they shouldn't have even said they didn't know the rule. I feel like I feel like it's fake. I feel like it's not true because there's no way that entire time nobody was like, "Hey, the new rules. This is so crazy." Like or like, Kyle, so- uh, Shanahan, do you know what you're doing here? Like, do you know the new new rules? I also saw something that said the analytics said that they made the right move call or receiving the ball. And then everyone was like, yeah, the analytics don't know that fucking Patrick Mahomes is on the other sideline and is going to get a touchdown if you only get three points. But here's the thing in that situation. You kick the ball off, Pat Mahomes goes down and scores a touchdown. You want to give Brock Purdy the football to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl? I so don't. I, I, I honestly think they made the right move. Me too. Like in that like situation, no I think you want that- the ball first. You're playing Pat Mahomes. He's getting the football no matter what happens. You might as well give it to him second where there's a little more pressure. Whereas, make, or, whereas like, if Brock Purdy has to do the same, do the same thing in that same situation, he's not going to get it done. So I Here's think that, what I was thinking of. Do you think if you're Kyle Shanahan in that spot, you get the ball to start, you receive the start over time, like, you know, you don't know any of this stuff's going to happen. You don't know the result of the game. It's a tie game. You're in overtime. You get the ball. You score a touchdown. You know the Chiefs are getting the ball back. You know it's Patrick Mahomes. Is there any chance in hell if you scored a touchdown in overtime of the Super Bowl on the first possession, you would go no, for two no, to go no, up eight? No, no because I heard so point, many people debating that today, and I was like sitting there. I'm like, I see both sides of it. No, but if you no. lose the Super Bowl on an extra point, I can't. I couldn't live with that. That that would just be terrible. First of all, I think even Kyle Shanahan would lose his job if he did that, and it didn't work out. But in the other sense, you have the. The 49ers defense is top three in the NFL. If you if you can't count on them to at least either get a stop or let them get in the end zone and then get a stop on a two point conversion on the two point conversion, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta take your losses at that point. Like that's that's a top three defense in the league. You gotta trust them to get at least one stop. I know you're playing against the best quarterback in the world, but I mean, you, you what are you gonna do? Go for two, and if you don't get it, it's game over. It's cake. Because, dude, then I was thinking if the Chiefs, like how the Chiefs said they were going to go for two, if the Niners scored first, you know what I mean, win or lose the game by one point, I was like, that was the spread that Vegas was implying. Like the Chiefs were going to need to do the Chiefs were going to need to do something late, and it's going to be a go for two, and they either win or lose this game by one point. I bet you that they wouldn't have got it if that was the whole situation either. Literally, yeah, I was thinking that too. I'm like, if they would have had to go for two, they would have not gotten it, and they would have lost by one. Gotten it, and that would have been insane. But um, yeah, but that was de- I mean, that was definitely an all time Super Bowl past past five years. I think that was the best Super Bowl that we've seen. I best. I mean, I don't want to say that because the first half was very boring, but the second half. I, was I like agree. But I kind of I like that. I'll take any game like that where it's kind of you don't know who's going to pull away. Slow, slow. Yeah. Over under uh, opened at forty seven and a half, closed at forty six and a half. And forty seven. So I bet after you a, a lot of people after a what? Ten three first half. Right, yeah, 10-3. I had the first half under. I didn't take the full game. 0-0 first quarter, 10-3 first half. But, yeah, um, I mean, that, it was was cra- a, that was a crazy game. I think Brock Purdy played really well, too, and he's getting a lot of hate. But um, He definitely I didn't mean, lose that game. He didn't lose that game at all. They're talking about that throw that he missed. I think it was Ayuk in the end zone when he had Chris Jones literally on his nuts, and he expects him to just drop it in the pocket. Like, these aren't throw. These are throws that maybe even Pat Mahomes makes every other time. Like you're not going to ask. Did you see the? Did you see the 49ers offensive lineman tweeting about 
he tweeted at some fan, like some fan tweeted like, God damn, whatever, like just bitching about the play in overtime where Purdy got blown up by Chris Jones and the 49ers offensive lineman tweeted and he goes, yeah, but if the guy that's supposed to block him does his job, that play doesn't happen. And then that offensive lineman goes on Twitter and goes, tags him back and goes, damn, dude, I wake up to this. How's things been? Or like something like that. And now obviously it just shows like, I mean, they don't know the rules. They're all fighting each other on Twitter now. Ayuk saying, don't forget what got you there. I don't know. This might be the last of these 49ers that we've seen. They're they're basically, Mackie, everyone loves to cheer your Cowboys for losing in the playoffs. When are people going to make fun of the 49ers for losing in the NFC Championship and Super Bowl every time they've gotten there in our lifetime? The only reason that they don't get chirped is because they get they get there, but they don't they don't win. The last no, five times they've been to the, the last five times they've been to the playoffs, they've either lost in the conference championship game or the Super Bowl, and yeah. they haven't won a Super Bowl since the year before the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, that's so. what I mean. So I mean, you guys can talk shit about the Cowboys all you want, but the Niners aren't any better. And they've had yeah. better teams. This is probably the best team we've we've seen on paper. And I couldn't even tell you how long. With this roster up and down, maybe not even one weakness. And oh, they, yeah. I, mean, I agree. Quarterback, maybe. Maybe, maybe. But not even. He played yeah. a great. He had a great year. He played a great game. But I, I don't know. I mean, this the fact that this team couldn't find a way. I know you're playing a GOAT as well. Baby GOAT. But, I mean, they that roster, Jesus Christ. I think he's the GOAT now. I'll say that to piss Ace off. Nah, not yet. Come on. He's on pace. pace. He's on pace. A thousand percent on pace. I think he'll get there. But you cannot say it yet. Here's a good question, though. If he he retired right now, is he second best quarterback of all time? Uh, I'd have to say so. I think so. Him and Montana would be the the argument for two. Yeah, obviously Montana and Peyton right behind him, maybe. But it's just like, it's truly the fact that. Mahomes has more Super Bowls than Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, like Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, all the great quarterbacks that we've watched in our generation. And Mahomes has done it in six years as a starter. Six years. He's won the Super Bowl basically never, every other year. And he's never not even been to the AFC Championship game. Literally, they have a hundred percent chance. They have a hundred percent success rate of making the AFC Championship with him, and a fifty percent chance of winning the Super Bowl since he's taken over. Since he's since he's been a starting quarterback. Like that's it's ridiculous disgusting. numbers ridiculous numbers and two of those losses are to tom brady so realistically if if you didn't have to could have five super bowls in six years what would people be saying then if brady would have retired after the patriots and he didn't have to play that bucks team he would have who knows who he would have played that year but he'd have four in six years no because that chiefs team was sick and the only reason they didn't win it is because it was tampa bay had a home super bowl and it was tom brady super bowl it was the first home yeah. Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah. But um that team that Tampa Bay team was also loaded. That was like the super that defense, team. You know? I mean they gave up nine yeah. points in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Dude, that'd be crazy to think about. If he had four in six years and Brady would only have six rings if he didn't get the one with Tampa Bay. Right, yeah. So well, everyone I think- would be immediately spamming Mahomes as the best quarterback ever. No question. Ever. Right right now. Right now he right would be now. the best quarterback ever. If that was number four. Dude, if he wins four next year and goes three straight. No, you can't get it. You can't. You can't yet. Brady going to Tampa and winning a Super Bowl was single-handedly the best thing. It doesn't matter. I'm saying. Tom Brady being able to leave Belichick, leave that dynasty, go down to Tampa, who hasn't done anything oh, in yeah. 20 years, and win a Super Bowl in his first year, did so much more for his legacy than any other move in NFL history. That made so him. What, Brady's, Brady's been at 10 Super Bowls, seven, he's 7-3 seven and three in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he has two losses to Eli and a loss to Nick Foles. And Mahomes is 3-1 and one in the Super Bowl right now. Yeah. All right. He, if he gets one, if he stays on this pace of winning one basically every other year, it's like you have to fucking think he's the best. I I I think he would actually need to match Tom Brady's stats. To, to as in yards and touchdowns, as in at least Super Bowls. Because he he's on pace to uh, get to reach three MVPs. Tom is only a two-time MVP. No, or three-time Super Bowl MVP. No, he, he didn't win the MVP MVPs. any of his early years with the Patriots. He won the MVP with the Bucks. Julian Edelman won a Super Bowl MVP. Rob Gronkowski won a Super Bowl MVP. 
who won it like in 2000, whenever they won the, they went back. They're the last team to go back to back. Tom has three. Okay, Peyton, so he already has the same Peyton, same amount of Super Bowl MVPs as him. Right, Peyton Manning has the most at five. That's but like you got to Peyton you Manning gotta has think, five Super Bowl MVPs. Dude, that no, he has five MVPs. Peyton Manning only has oh. one Super Bowl, I think. Two. Tom Brady has five. Five MVPs. Five Super Bowl MVPs. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I was. Yeah. I'm talking Super Bowl MVPs. I was gonna say because Mahomes has what? How many? How many true MVPs three. did Brady have? Not Super Bowl, like three. regular season three. MVP. Three. And he had five Super Bowl MVPs. Yes. And what's Mahomes, Mahomes have two, right now? Regular two three. season. Two, two regular three. three finals. Dude, this is a, this is an yards. argument we're gonna be having for the next five years. Like the, the, the yards. He's, he's gonna stay on pace. Mahomes has like twenty four thousand passing yards. Brady has like eighty thousand. Yeah, like, obviously like, the extra like when you thirteen if you wanna, and a half years. But. Like if you want to go stat for stat, it's gonna take Mahomes a while. But I mean, he could be at eight Super Bowls before by the time he's at fifty thousand yards. Literally, my and then, and I was gonna, say? I was gonna say, yeah, I, yeah, give me the eight ring. <laughs> he gotta right. take the eight right. rings, like. Right. But right. I, I don't Pure know because it's, like, it's, it's also like Mahomes is gonna have to do it at a much quicker clip, like he already is doing, because like no one believed Brady was even gonna be able to play that long, like. Yeah, technology's only getting better. These guys are only going to be able to play longer and longer with like what they put into their bodies, how much money they spend on all that stuff. But like, you and, can't expect a guy to play twenty years. And but like the Mahone's play style as well. Like it's not like a like he's he can play like that for at least another ten years. Absolutely. Here's yeah. the thing: we've seen Brady excel with so many different Patriot teams that we need to see Mahomes excel he's, with so many. I was going to say Brady. Brady did it with the Patriots, and then he got his new regime and won three more. We're going to have to see what he does after Kelsey retires, after all these guys leave. You're seeing Kelsey with him right now is like seeing – it's not even like seeing Randy Moss with Tom Brady because Tom Brady had like four years, five years before Randy Moss. And he never won with Randy. Oh, yeah, they had that undefeated season that they lost to the Giants. But um, Travis Kelsey is like his Randy Moss. You're going to have to see like a Gronk. Like a like another generational player where Mahomes dominates with, yeah, for him to like. I saw. I was listening to I was listening to something the other day, and they were like, "Think about it like this: Patrick Mahomes is going to be so good for so long that someone that's in eighth grade right now is going to be catching his pass from Mahomes in the Super Bowl in like six years." I'm like, "Yeah, you're probably fucking right. Probably like fifth grade, to be honest. Yeah, literally, like they're in like seventh. They're in middle school right now, probably. Think about like LeBron. Like LeBron's older than some of his teammates." Or no, <laughs> like double LeBron's the been in the, what? No, LeBron's, LeBron's been in the league for longer than some of his teammates have been born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. These I, knew, guys, I knew what you were. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, LeBron, you, did you know LeBron's not the youngest guy on the Lakers? LeBron is LeBron is older than some of his teammates. No, <laughs> but um, these guys are like, like he could, he was like on the Heat when these guys were like seven years old. And now they're playing on the same team together. Like it's just insane the longevity of yeah. these players. But you you want you. You really want to see it out of Mahomes. Honestly, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, and all the division titles, like, that's exactly what Brady did. So it's just going to be interesting to see what he does. Like, they're not even the favorite to win it next year. It's just the Niners again, like, automatically. It's crazy. So dumb. I think the Niners are yeah. going to fall off. Me too. I think they're going to They They already said, like, I saw Ayuk's or is he a free agent or they can franchise tag him? I don't really know what the situation is. He's got is one there, year left, but it's like. They think they're going to trade him instead of. Yeah. Let, instead of giving him the money or whatever, I don't know what the deal is, or I didn't really look into it too much. But um, how funny would it be if the Chiefs just are like, "Yeah, we'll take Ayuk off your hands. Stay oh here's a first round." Oh my god, Ayuk, Ayuk would go off with Pat dude. Mahomes, Mahomes would be like, "Go deep every play." Yeah, it's exactly the type of player, dude. It's like another Tyree Hill. Rasheed Rice not. would be like the little shifty, you know what I mean, short route guy. If for and then Kelsey really can just be a possession receiver. Where do you think Chris Jones goes? You know he's not staying. They said they think he's going to Houston. Ooh. But Kansas City's going to have to fill in that spot. Yeah. The, I, saw, I saw Chris Jones to Houston as his most likely landing spot. Him, Will Anderson, uh, Grenard. They'll have another, they'll, uh, what's the LSU cornerback? I'm blanking on his name. Who's the third? Stingley, Derek Stingley, the cornerback. Oh, They're going to have a... Yeah. They're gonna have a legit defense in Houston if they get Chris Jones. Yeah, 
and they obviously have that quarterback now he, too. So. Dude, he arguably could have been the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, he played great. He had an awesome game. He's so good. And just like they don't, I mean, they talk about him because he's the face of that defense and that defense was so good this year. But like, I feel like you heard more about like Snead than the year that he was having. Like he had another really good game in the Super Bowl, but like Chris Jones, no one talks about him as one of the best defensive linemen in the league when he's the best interior defensive lineman the past two years right now. He's shown it. Like he's passed up. I mean, Aaron Donald got old, but like it's now Chris Jones and then everyone else and the inside. But yeah, he's an elite Jesse, get into it. Get into this note about uh about our Steelers, and then that should uh not much going on in the NFL. Basically, obviously, Super Bowl wrap up, and now we're gonna start getting into the rumors of who's signing where, who's getting traded where. So our first off season rumor of the of the off season here coming up, Jesse. Let's hear it. Yeah, for sure. Here, the Pittsburgh Steelers have stayed in the news the past few weeks here around the Super Bowl after signing offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. The Steelers are a minus one twenty five favorite on DraftKings. The land bears quarterback Justin Fields here in the offseason. Steelers release Mitch Trubisky, Chucks. Uh, I can't say any of these names. I tried so Okolafor. hard this week. Okolafor and Presley Harvin on Monday to create over $14 million in cap space in those three roster moves. What do you guys think about Fields in Pittsburgh? How do you think he'll fare? Do you think he'll answer the offensive issues here that Pittsburgh's been dealing with here with Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, and uh, beyond? What do you think in here, Huff? Yeah, and obviously the other one that uh, I don't think many people expected Mason Rudolph to be our starter going into the next year, but his agent came out and said they're going to look for a for a new opportunity around the league. Uh, you just saw Mitch Trubisky get cut, so number eight's the only guy in the QB room for the Steelers basically right now, and they're going to go after. I mean, we're the we're the favorite to land Fields. I'd absolutely love that situation. Bring him in in a run heavy offense. You brought in an offensive coordinator that already said you're going to we're going to run the ball a lot this year. We're going to build the offensive line. Use guys, the former first-round draft picks like Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, an undrafted player that had a breakout season last year. We have the weapons that if you get a young quarterback that's able to run the offense, if Pickett truly was able to do anything last year, I thought we had the team to, you know, make a push for a wild card spot. We had the we had the good record to start the year. I think we were seven and three before the slip up. It wasn't. I mean, he wasn't the answer. He's not the answer, and you can kind of see Tomlin's already starting to look elsewhere. I do think Justin Fields is a great fit for the Steelers team come in he hasn't had those kinds of weapons in Chicago yeah he's had DJ Moore but I mean Khalil Herbert in the backfield you get a true run game with a great offensive line that we're building here in Pittsburgh I think Justin Fields would thrive Uh, we're also plus 100 to land Russell Wilson so you got to think it's one or the other but uh definitely not out of the picture for my boy Russ to come out in the black and gold next season but Mackie what do you think I I definitely uh, for a career standpoint give me Justin Fields the younger player the more electric at this point of their career um, but what, what do you think? Would the, would the Steelers be more kind of, I, I guess you'd say, like, would, they, would your expectations for the Steelers go up? How much if you get Justin Fields, if at all? Um, yeah, it, they definitely go up for sure. I mean, he's an upgrade from Kenny Pickett. Um, but uh, I, he's just ha- he, hasn't, he hasn't shown me that he can win yet. I know he's played pretty good bit, uh, football, but he's been playing. With the Bears, he, who, I mean, last year let he let me had, say this real quick. Actually, like for him being so sought after, kind of like what you just said, he hasn't really done anything for how sought after of a free agent or you know what I mean, a target he is. Everyone's saying he's the number one quarterback to land right now. It's more right. just because everyone thinks he hasn't had a good coach and he hasn't been coached right in the NFL. Everyone's kind of going like pointing the finger, like oh, I can fix that, I can fix that, I can bring the max potential out of that, and it's like right, right. we haven't really seen that yet. Listen, I I think that this makes you guys a, a, a playoff team at least. I think that, I mean, what you guys have been able to do with who you've had at quarterback. I mean, winning seasons after winning seasons, this definitely brings a like a better chance to your offense. But it's just that type of player comes into this type of team. How well does that mesh? How how well Tomlin? How quickly does it mesh? Along? Yeah, like what'd you say? I said, how quickly do things like that mesh? Like, is it an yeah, ugly exactly first three that. weeks while they're trying to get, and you know, next thing you know, you're 0-3? I think Tomlin's going to try to do his thing with Fields when at the end of the day, you just have to let Fields do do him. You know, like he has to and play Fields, his or in, Tomlin's a player's coach. I think it'll be more Arthur Smith that's trying to, if he wants to use his legs, that's Arthur Smith. That's what he wants to do, and that's why they brought him in. They wanted a running quarterback. They're kind of over the... They pick it's supposed right. to be mobile. He doesn't move. He just takes the sack and kind of stands in the pocket. And that's what we want is our offensive line is good. It's not great. It's kind of that middle tier. Obviously, Steelers are looking to draft cornerback or offensive line in the first round this year. 
Uh, they, they were in the quarterback game. It looks like they're going to be going after one of these big name free agents or someone they can bring in. Um, I'd love to see Justin Fields under center for the Steelers next year. I, I think he's definitely our best option. I know you would obviously like to see your boy Russ in there, but also that's more just for a fandom. Like, exactly. Like if we don't exactly. get, if we don't get fields and I get Russ, believe me, I'm not going to be disappointed. You know what I and mean? And what like, happens if that doesn't work? And then you're searching for another quarterback next year when this is the year to get a quarterback in the draft. So if you're going to go for anyone right now, you go for fields, you go for somebody who can be there for 15 years. You could see fields there for 15 yeah. years. I know his play style doesn't agree with that, but, um, Fields, I mean, he's made least, improvements year, year in, yeah. year He's made improvements every single year. You know how I felt about him when he first came into the league. You know how much shit I talked about him. Yeah. He's shown a lot of improvements. I like him a lot more. I think if you're trying to get a... You got to get rid of that image of the worst offense in the league. And that's what the Steelers have right now. They've had it all year. They've probably had it for three years. Um, having one of the best defenses in the league every year and not really being able to do much. But you, if you guys can build that offense and make it a fast-paced offense, make it like a... Almost, like, I, literally, I, I, I don't want to say like, like the Titans in 2019, but like that's the style we're going to run. I know we don't have Derrick yeah, Henry exactly. with Najee, but like just run the ball and the passing will open up. Like Justin Fields isn't a lights out pocket passer. Like if you work the, it's going to be similar to what the Lions do. Run the ball, I run like, the ball, run the ball, play action. Run the ball, run the ball, play action. You know what I mean? Like, I like it's going to work pass into the run. I like that comparison to the 2019 Titans because obviously they had Derrick Henry in the backfield. You guys are obviously going to be pretty run heavy with the, with the dual threat you guys got back there. But I, I think this could be good for you guys. I think that uh, Tomlin can really definitely work with this. Who knows? I mean, you guys can t- may turn into an 11-win team, win division, maybe even 12 wins. Um, I mean, You have nothing to lose. You're not doing anything with the quarterbacks you got there right now. Yeah, literally. I, that, I'm at that point. I'm like, dude, fuck it. We can't run this back like what we just saw last year. You can't run it back. Exactly. Yeah, it's just another waste of a season, a waste of TJ Watt's best years. Literally, you gotta do you gotta do something to get in the playoffs next year. And I, like you said, I think Justin Fields makes us a playoff team. Whether it's you win the division, I, I like to think that we would have won two more games last year if we had Justin Fields as our quarterback. At least two, at, at least. I mean, yeah. you guys didn't have a good option at quarterback at all. I mean, we started Mitch one game. We started Rudolph three Free games in the year. Yeah, you start. I mean, like you had no. You guys made the playoffs, didn't you? No. Why do I feel like you guys did? Who'd you guys play week 18? Was that like a, almost a playoff game? Oh, fuck. Who did we? Yeah. I'm trying to think. No, you we didn't the make playoff. the playoffs. Oh, yeah, we did. Fuck. I'm blanking. We, lost, we got crushed by the, the Bills. Bills. That's why I'm forgetting. Yeah, we started That's why Mitch I'm Trubisky. We had Mitch Trubisky yep. starting a playoff game. I mean, like... No, it was, Ma- guys- it was Mason. Mason. Even worse. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You have Mason Rudolph starting a playoff game. So, like, even, like, you get to the playoffs now. You're still making the playoffs sick. You made the playoffs. You had zero chance of getting anywhere. Yeah, you want to be a team that could be up there. You could be a, uh, if you're not if you don't win the division, you could be a top wild card team, team that could actually make like go in and upset some teams. But um, you I mean you don't you don't have that team right now, so maybe bringing in Justin Fields is the right thing. I can't believe I just totally forgot we made the playoffs this year. But that's like as you said, like we didn't even have a chance. I was going to say count as making the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. See, like I'd <laughs> say you even look at it. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I definitely, I don't know how soon this could be. I'd like to, I'd rather land him soon. So like you said, like younger quarterback, new system, get him in here as soon as possible. Get him in there. Do not, yep. do not wait until July to make this move. Right. Definitely. Make it as soon as possible. But yeah, that's about all I got in the NFL. It's going to be what we're talking about for the next couple of weeks or months. I should say we're in that, in the mode of free agency and trade rumors. Yeah, for sure. The NFL season is finally complete here. Super Bowl 58 is complete. Lots to look forward to in the offseason for the NFL, but we got March Madness in the way. We got the NFL, NHL playoffs, excuse me, NBA uh, playoffs. Lots to look forward to before we get back to our usual football manifest. Let's shift our focus over to the NBA here. Just some power rankings here this week. Starting off, number five, the Minnesota Timberwolves, followed by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Number three, the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Number two, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And number one, the Boston Celtics. Ringing in our power rankings here for this week. What do you guys got to say about that here in the NBA? It's all we got in the NBA this week, actually. I I like this Minnesota team. A big win. They're they're on a little three game winning streak. A huge little road uh, road stretch they had. A big win in Milwaukee. A big win over the Clippers, and the Clippers were a heavy favorite. I mean, they're, I definitely don't like them to go far, but I, I am starting to like this team and trust them a little more than I was. 
perhaps possibly win a playoff series. But this Timberwolves team, they're so fun to watch. Anthony Edwards having a hell of a season. I think they're they're obviously a team to keep your eye on. The Oklahoma City Thunder, another one that we've had in that top five since they kind of went on their run to start the year. SGA still, you know, up there is one of the best players in the league. Chet, um, I, I really like this, this these two teams, these two younger teams in the West. Do I love them to bring home the ring this year? Probably not. Um, that's why we got those top five teams, Aces, Celtics in there. Um, you know, the Clippers and the Cavs that have slid up and that Cavaliers team has been playing, you know, the hottest, they're the hottest team in basketball right now. Would they go 16 to 17 or some crazy over their last 17 games, Mackie? Yeah, they just lost to the Sixers, but they were like six, 16 out of 17, something like that. Been playing great ball. Donovan Mitchell's been balling out. Um, yeah, they, they just, uh, they're, they're in a two seed right now in that, in that uh, East, they in front of that Bucks team. But um, I don't know. We could see if they could keep it up. This team's been playing really good. What do you think of that? Yeah, uh, they're they're. I don't know. Do you think they can kind of make a run in this East? No, no. I think they're going on a little on a, on a little flurry right here. But um, I don't think come playoff time they can get past the Bucks. I I think the Knicks are better. If we're being honest. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. I just think the the Cavs haven't had the easiest stretch of games. They've definitely picked up some wins. Uh, a, a struggling Sixers team. They lost to last night. I thought that was one they would get a win. Beat Toronto, Brooklyn, uh, Washington, Sacramento, San Antonio, and the Grizzlies. So, I mean, their past seven games have been pretty friendly to them as well. Right, right. So they're winning games that they should and a few extra on top of that. So playing really good basketball right now. But um, I don't know. It's going to be some weird first-round matchups going into the Eastern Conference with the way that it's kind of panning out. I was going to say, a lot see- of the, the, the play-in tournament right now, like the Warriors continue to slide in the West. Um, late, right now, the playing tournament in the in the West is basically it would be Dallas versus Golden State, Sacramento versus LA, <laughs> Lakers and the Warriors both there. No, Warriors have been playing well there. I think they won like six six in a row or something like that. Five in a row, five in a row. You're right. You're right. They were sliding. They were they were on their way back. Yeah. Honestly, once Draymond came back, they kind of figured everything out. A few role players kind of found a bigger role in the in their in their system. I um I pay attention to the Warriors. Basically, the only NBA team I really pay attention to other than the Knicks, but um, yeah, but they've been playing good, good basketball. Tough one tonight against the Clippers. That Clippers um, team, though, holy shit! Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I was blanking there. Yeah, I was looking at the matchups tonight, but um, yeah, that. I mean, we've been talking about this Clippers team all year. They're they finally hit their stride. Like I said, they had a tough loss uh, two days ago on their home floor against Minnesota, but. Like you said, they're in Golden State tonight. Golden State's a three and a half point favorite. Who's out for the Clippers? Uh, it's back to back, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. Look, Kawhi's out. There it is. Load management. Yep. All right. Kawhi's out. I'll, I'll be avoiding that. I really only bet on the Clippers. Obviously, when he's playing, that's that's yeah, the one I mean, team you got to look at. The, you got to look at the in and outs with that team because there's guys. There could be guys sitting out any given night. I'm gonna look at Harden overs tonight. I like the twenty. I think he said at twenty and a half. I like that. I'd take that if you like that. Want to do it? NBA play? Yeah, we could do it. Let's see what. It, let me see what he said at. Hold on. Let me. Pull oh, up the Michigan best State. I can find. Uh, Clippers. Oh, it's a ten o'clock game. Player props. James Harden. Points. Harden over 20 and a half, minus 106 on FanDuel. Hold on. I would take that. What are you looking at? What do you got the last couple games? If he would have hit that prop? Um, Yeah, but it's with, uh, Kawhi's been out, so I'm not really looking at that per se. I'm mostly looking at the shots he's been taking. Or you mean Kawhi's been in, so this is a different game because Kawhi's, Kawhi's been out. In, so this, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's take it. I I actually really like it. I'll do that. All right. Yeah, we'll lock that in whenever we get off here. Let's get into the into the NHL. Get this NBA play out there and uh, wrap up this week. Yes, sir. Lots uh, a little bit here in the NHL with the Stadium Series this weekend, but a little power rankings get us going. Starting at number five, we have the Dallas Stars. Number four, the Florida Panthers. Three, the New York Rangers. Two, the Vancouver Canucks. And at number one, the Boston Bruins holding that top spot there. Any thoughts on these power rankings coming into this week here, Mackie? Yeah, Rangers are hot again. They, fe- they definitely fell off. I was not respecting them for a little while there. 
But um, both goalies playing hot. Shesterkin coming off a shutout. Quick coming out of the of the all or the uh, all star break. Two huge wins over uh, one against Colorado and one against Tampa. He got one goal in both of them. So he's been standing on his head. Um, we need this two this uh, goalie tandem to definitely take us through playoffs. But um, obviously the Bruins and the Canucks up top. They've been playing the best hockey out of everyone. Um, who else is in there? The Avalanche and or the Panthers and the Stars. Is that our other two? T- yeah, that is the other two in there. That's the, the round out the playing. top five. Panthers are also playing really good hockey. Stars got a nice win over the over the Hurricanes last night. Um, but yeah, all these top five teams playing really good hockey. I think these are the the yeah. I mean, I guess you could throw Avalanche in there, but these are the top five teams playing the best right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I was gonna say your your Rangers came out of the All Star break hot, and now the Avalanche kind of slid a little bit to start the out of the out of the break. Yeah, obviously the Oilers, since they went on that streak, are still pretty, uh, still pretty scary as well. But um, you got to respect these teams with the most points right now, right? Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and like like I said, your Rangers came out on a streak. That's why they are where they are. Obviously, Aces Five Bruins straight, still baby. up there at the top, and uh, Vancouver. They've just been the most consistent team. They're kind of like Minnesota in, uh, in in the NBA. We kind of didn't really expect that coming into the year, and you know you got to give credit where credits due. They've been there all year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love I love this Canucks team to start. It's the star power on it's crazy. They had five all stars. Well, I thought it was more than that. Wasn't it seven or something like that, or was it five? Uh it was Demko. Yes. Pedersen, Besser, Demko, Pedersen. JT Miller. Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes. I think that was it. Oh, you might be right. All right. I think five. it was the five. Because so I can't think of who we'd be forgetting. But, yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, that's power rankings. Nothing nothing too crazy. Pretty similar list to what we've had the past couple of weeks as we get towards the end of the NHL season. Obviously, football's over. Mackie said we're going to be diving into a lot more college basketball as well as, you know, the NBA, the NHL, as their playoffs come right around the corner. Uh, the, order, the order of the calendar, we're going to get into March Madness first, and then right after that, uh, the end of the hockey season and bas- NBA season. So, Lots of good stuff coming. March is my favorite month of sports for gambling. I know there is no NFL involved, but uh, great month of sports. You got everything going on, so I uh, can't wait to get into all that. But, Jesse, we got a couple of uh, outdoor games this weekend involving Mackey's Rangers on um, one of them, if we want to get into that before we wrap things up. Yeah, Mackey, you have any thoughts on that? Sunday, Rangers and Islanders at 3 p.m. Flyers and Devils on Saturday 8 p.m. will be the first time uh, that they'll use the same stadium back-to-back nights for – a uh, outdoor games. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm going to the. Are game. you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, looking forward. That's freaking to it. awesome. So Where's I'll be. Uh, Where's it at? It's at MetLife, which is actually the shittiest location ever. There's yeah, no transportation be interesting. out there. You got to fucking drive. It's an hour and twenty minutes away, and it smells like shit out there. Never go to <laughs> MetLife, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna get trashed, and uh, I'll definitely take some videos. You know, post on the. Post on the social media a little, but Please. yeah, look forward to it. Those jerseys are sick. The Rangers ones. The Rangers ones are sick. Who do they play? They play the Devils. Are oh, you guys got the? Are oh, you guys play the Isles? Yeah. Oh, Flyers and Devils play. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also did like those Flyers jerseys. The Devils were uh, the black and red was a little interesting. Those Islanders Flyers jerseys are, are brutal. Flyers were sick. Devils were okay. The Isles were gross. Yeah. Yeah. It literally went Rangers one, Flyers two. Um. Devils than the Islanders Devils were in the Isles. ten steps below everyone else. I wonder if doesn't, it, play that doesn't game. it just say Isles? It, it, it looks. I, I gotta go find it again because it, it's so gross. I gotta. I gotta see how bad it was. <laughs> it looks but, like an Edmonton Oilers jersey because they just did the blue and orange, like the dark blue and orange. Like I know the Islanders are blue and orange, but like they did the dark blue and orange that like the Oilers wear like every night. Are you pulling it up? I'm trying to. I think it just, I I swear it just says Isles in like Times New Roman font across the chest. Like they put next to no effort into that jersey. I'm on the Islanders. Okay, they're not even fucking posting it because it's so ugly. (laughs) They took it off the team store. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's on my iPad. Oh. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, it looks like an Oilers jersey. What the fuck are they doing, man? Looks like an Oilers or it could be like a. They had to go dark though because the Rangers were white, but like, do like orange, like the blue. blue. 
Oh, yeah, or the yeah, royal. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, why'd they change their blue? I don't know. It's gross, though. And That's why I said they look like an Oilers jersey, but the other game, you said, what, Flyers, Devils? Uh, is that Sunday? So, Mackie, your game? No, it's Saturday. Uh, I'm, going sun- I'm going Sunday. Oh, okay. That game's Saturday. Okay, it's the other way around. The, the ice is going to be shit for our game. Yeah. But it's going to be cold, though, isn't it? I'm surprised um, they don't I think do it's a... the 30s. That's not bad, then. They'll be able yeah. to regulate it. I'm surprised they don't do a Friday and then a Sunday game so they can have a day to... You know, give it, give the ice some time to, like... Settling yeah. shit, yeah, not like cut the fuck up, and then it's like Sunday, at, Sunday, Friday night at eight, and then oh, Sunday I, at one o'clock. Wait, I didn't you know think I mean? about that. When are the teams going to do their like warm up skates and all that stuff? Like they each get the ice for a couple hours. Is that all on Saturday? They just won't do it at MetLife. They'll probably just do it at home. Well, it's usually like that. Each team gets time on the ice. Oh, the, oh, is the, on is the, the ice. Gimmick. It's a it's a media thing more than anything. You know what I mean? But like. It's also so they can know. get a fuel for the ice outdoors. Yeah, so that, right. That too. You know what I mean? But it's like, that's, that's an interesting one. Like, are they going to have to all do it on Saturday in the morning? Well, maybe that's why the game's not until three on Sunday. So they have, they can probably skate at eight 30 in the a morning. Bit of time, yeah, yeah. One of them, yeah. One of them skate at nine. One of them skate at I guess it is 3 p.m. Not like 1 p.m. Yeah. That, well, right. that's what I said. I said, I thought it should have been Friday night and then Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And then give them a day all yeah. day Saturday. Yeah. Interesting. To test the ice, and then, like Mackie said, you can do an open. You can do a morning skate at a freaking local rink for all. You know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> right. It's not like right. the. It's not like the Forty ers bitching about their field conditions. Like, it's yeah. ice is ice. Right. Well, have fun, Mackie. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward. I didn't to know it. you were going. Sure. To that. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Cool. All right. I think sure that's all we got like here. Yankee Stadium, but don't they always do that? They did it at City Field last time, which I would that's love. Cool. Actually, that, it's kind of shitty transportation as well. You'd Yankee probably rather Yankee Stadium, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just take the train down there. Yeah. That's cool. That'd be really cool. But, um, <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Jesse from Hit the Books here. I want to tell you a little bit about Zencaster. We use Zencaster because it's the best solution for us to record our episodes each week with four of us in different locations. Coordination is hard, and Zencaster makes that easy. Like I said, it's so easy. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Just log in with your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups. Ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Zencaster's an all-in-one platform. If you've thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform. You can create a podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other major destinations. If you're interested, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing, use our code, hit the books, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same experience, easy experience we do with all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Make sure to use our link in the description below or our offer code, hit the books at Zencaster.com slash pricing. For thirty percent off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. This week we have a special guest with us. He's gracious enough to come onto our show, talk to us about the upcoming March Madness uh, tournament here in the college basketball world. Touch on what he's been up to uh, since we heard from him last. Ryan Hammers here. Ryan, what do you got for us, buddy? Nice to see you here. What's up? What's up, guys? It's been a minute. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, obviously reoccurring guest now. We had you on uh, once or twice last year. I can't remember if we got the second time in. Uh, getting you back, like like we said, February college basketball season's coming down to the to the nitty gritty as we lead up to you know selection Sunday coming up in a few weeks, and then obviously once March Madness gets underway, I think it's the twenty first. The official tournament starts, uh, so we're just around a month away. Wanted to ask you a couple questions. Obviously, you know, big big fan of your content, everything that you put out there on a weekly basis on your social media. I don't know if you want to plug that stuff real quick or at the end where, where everyone can find the, the content that you're posting on a day-to-day basis. No, I appreciate it. No, search by the name, Ryan Hammer. I feel like, I feel like people should be able to find it. So no, no worries. Yeah. Let's crack, let's crack Absol- on. And I don't want to take time away. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, obviously in the past couple of weeks, I saw, you know, you've gotten the chance to visit some of the top schools in the nation, UNC, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Wisconsin, you know, hang out with guys like Baycott and Chucky Hepburn. That's obviously a pretty interesting opportunity. You know, how do those things kind of things come into line? Do you have connections with these players? Is it the school that's inviting you up there? And kind of what what did you learn about these guys while you're up there? 
Yeah. Um, first of all, like they're they're great dudes, and like a lot. I, it's, that's the case for a lot of people, and I wouldn't go somewhere and try to like, link with guys and give them a better platform if they weren't deserving. Not not to say they're not deserving of it, but they definitely are. Is the point? Um, yeah. I basically did it all myself. There's a lot that goes in behind it of funding it and stuff like that. But I have been connected with guys like Armando. I've been connected with on social media and talked to for probably a couple of years at this point. Um, so in the summer, I was like. I'm coming down to Chapel Hill this year and we're going to make it happen. He was like, sure. And then the idea kind of stemmed from uh, just going around to different campuses and stuff like that. I'm not trying to stretch myself too thin and it's tough to travel and stuff when teams are traveling a lot in the beginning of the season uh, and going like Maui and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's just it's, it's a lot that goes into the back end and stuff and planning and all, but it's, uh, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, that's pretty sick, Mackie. Go ahead. Those experiences are pretty cool, especially with those type of players who kind of light up uh college basketball but uh co- coming into the tournament we have a few weeks till the tournament what type what type of teams do you think you could see uh raising that banner in uh in march or in april i guess yeah you know i do a lot of the statistical bs some not bs yeah. not, definitely not bs i'm not trying to say that um absolutely like not bs down. yeah exactly exactly and it's always right um but it uh I still like I go with gut feeling all the time. Like I always sometimes I go against that stuff. Just like I think it was two yeah. years ago after Baylor's title, I went with them again. I was like, I don't really care that they don't fit whatever this or that. Um, yeah, I was my gut, say, do you like strictly yeah. follow those those models? Because they seem to like be pretty accurate and everything. But <laughs> you ever just let your uh, your uh, opinions get in the way or anything? Oh, uh, way too often. Last year, I literally spoke about UConn all the time, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm going. I'm going elsewhere. I'm, I think I. <laughs> I took Texas last year who also fit the rule. I'm starting to use my analysis and stats more and more. Um, I try to tell people like, don't use them blindly. Don't like be like this, this guy says these stats say this team should win. I yeah. use them as like uh, evidence and backup. If I say, Hey, like I love UConn. They also fit X, Y, and Z great right, on conference. Right. Got my sign off. Um, but back to the original question, like I UConn and Purdue for sure ahead of the game right now. They're, if I had to make a bracket today in a vacuum, I'd have you have to go with one of them. Like, there's no way you get around that, especially because both of them are so good. Usually, there's like one team dominating like that right now, but between both of them, Houston, Carolina, um, those four for me, I, I would consider picking if I had to make a bracket right now. I don't. I, I'm not convinced on a national title run for Tennessee or Arizona. Maybe Marquette has been playing so well right now. Um, everyone else, I am to be convinced. Right, yeah. I saw yeah. your model on how Zach Eady has just improved year in and year out. And uh, I know they were a first-round exit last year, but that team is, I think that they could be <laughs> built for a championship. And with a guy like that, can always, they can always take you that far. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see Purdue in that tournament aspect. Yeah, a little, little revenge. Like, uh, every, everyone wants to call, like, the UVA 2.0 revenge say, tour. Yeah. And, like, I, I mean, it, it, they're one for one. Like, losing to a 16 seed, they're one for one winning a national title for right, this year. Right. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. So that, out of those, out of those top four teams that you said, like you said, North Carolina, you said Houston, Purdue, and UConn. Which of those teams would you say you like to absolutely not go the furthest? Like, what, if you had to eliminate one of those teams right off the bat, weaknesses or you know strengths aside, which team would you say isn't going to get it done out of those four? It, it would have to be Carolina because of the recent inconsistencies and and more. I think it more speaks to the other three. Where like. Houston, I don't care what the bracket is. There's no chance in hell that they're not playing the second weekend. They're way too good against lesser opponents. Like teams like, I think UConn has lost a quad two or quad three game or something like that. Uh, Kansas has lost some pretty bad games. And so has Carolina, like they did at Syracuse and stuff. And Houston doesn't lose those games. If they play anyone that's not remotely close to them, they are whooping them by 30 every single time. So they're going to take down a 16 seed. And then the eights or nines, unless they get like, an anomaly of an eight or nine, they should be fine. Um, and at Carolina just isn't up to the level of Purdue and, and UConn right now. So, yeah, and Houston's in the Big Twelve, which I think is is probably the toughest conference in college basketball. So sure. they get that that uh, competition every single game. Yeah, but um, yeah. So we've seen in the past we've seen some some lower seeds like uh, St. Peter's and Fairleigh Dickinson obviously uh, make these Cinderella runs. Do you think like well? Do you see any of these mid-major teams that that could possibly be one of those teams this year? Yeah, I, every year there's always some teams. I feel like this year, like last year, I loved like almost every team from 11 or 12 line through like 14 and some 15s. <laughs> um, I don't feel the exact same this year. There definitely are. Indiana State, if they get in the tournament, now they're kind of screwing themselves over, but everyone's going to love them. Yeah, um, yeah. They play 
they shoot a lot. They have a crazy nice five spread out offense, NBA style. They have Robbie Avila, who with the mm-hmm. specs and everyone loves his game, like little Jokic. And I get that. I love them also. Big fan of their program, what they got going on. Um, but they're matchup dependent. They play offense. They play offense. They shoot. They shoot. They shoot. If they play against a team like off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Um, like Oklahoma defends the three really well. Virginia is a miserable oh, defense yeah. to play against. Where they had a matchup first round against one of those teams, I'm like, shit. Like I don't know if they're gonna be able to get out of this. It's kind of like Charleston last year. Everyone was like Charleston all year. They're hot. They're hot. I think Indiana State's a little better, and the metrics will support that. Um, but Indiana State's gonna be the hot pick if they're in the tournament this year. I like GCU. I think they're better all around. They're more balanced. They can shoot. They can defend. They can play on both sides of the ball. They have NBA level guys and athleticism, and they don't really get as enough attention as Indiana State, even though they're like 22, 23, and two and on absolute fire right now. Uh, I think Yale or Princeton, whoever comes out of the Ivy, if it's one of them, could be really good. And I think Gonzaga is one of those teams this year if they get into the tournament because they're a small school. They're not a mid major, but this year they might fit that bill if they're like a 10 or 11 seed. And they they could be dangerous. So, yeah, definitely. I always got to watch out for Gonzaga, even on their off years. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Oh, it's more mic. Yes, it is. All right. Um. Yeah. So basically, next kind of thing we wanted to get into a uh, couple games that we have this weekend. One in mind: uh, UConn Marquette, a top five matchup head to head this Saturday, three o'clock up in UConn. Uh, do you like the Huskies to handle business on their home floor? I know you said you're big on UConn this year. You just said Marquette's playing some really hot basketball. Who do you like in this matchup this Saturday? Yeah, it's tough. I tried to find something this whole week that Marquette could, how they're going to win the game. I'm really worried that Marquette's going to get smashed on the, on their boards on both ends of the floor. Like, Oso is nice. They're not, but they're not super big outside of that. Playing in fully healthy and like, especially at home or UConn does an even better job at rebounding, especially on the offensive glass. They're going to get so many easy second chances and second chance points and stuff where that's where I'm worried for Marquette. Um, but everything else, they're pretty even in for the most part. What they, what one team does well, the other team does well. They both don't play too fast, or too slow. So I don't see it getting out of hand either way. There's no way UConn loses by a lot, obviously, if they even lose. Um, if I had to make a pick, I'd go UConn, but it's, it's, it's a tough one. Yeah, a player like Tyra Kolak, who just had 27 against Butler, is going to have to have another massive game going <laughs> into UConn. I mean, um, I mean, coming off a hot game, you could see it, but you're asking a lot from a guy like him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's ice cold though. Like they're last night against Butler. I like that's a tough place to play, and Butler's a pretty decent team right now. Like they're a tournament level team, and that man just does not care how loud it is. He doesn't care what's going on if people are barking at him, whatever it's happening. Like he is just ice cold. He'll talk to people. He'll talk to the crowd. He'll talk to other players. Like he's wild. That guy. He's a dog. He's got it yeah. in him. Literally, he literally is. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, kind of stemming off that, you kind of said a couple of teams that you were had your eyes on coming into this year. Uh, what would you say were a couple of teams that you know either exceeded your expectations and maybe one that kind of didn't live up to what you thought they were going to do this year? What do you What do you think of Michigan State? <laughs> they, off that I mean, they, question. They definitely didn't live up to expectations. <laughs> they just like people always people say like oh like like FAU also don't. Don't go off of one tourney run that they're, they're going to be good next year. Like Michigan State was good last year. They weren't just a tourney run. They were a good, a really good seven seed that had the quality of a three, four, or five. That was pretty evident. Like I picked them to go to the Sweet 16. I think Elite Eight, like a lot of other people did. Like that was pretty clear they were good. So it wasn't just like a tournament run. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like reacting off of that. FAU, I kind of get that. It's a different story. But um, Michigan State this year, like their offense is stagnant. I saw them live. And when I went to Wisconsin, like, they, they have no motion on offense, no move off-ball movement. Izzo refuses to change things up when he needs to. And, um, you know, he hates analytics and numbers and stuff. And, like, those things are pretty helpful, Tom. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think they're good. I still think they can win a few games in the tournament. I, there's just no way it happens without what they're up to right now. Like, they have shown no consistency at a, at a high level, like zero all year. So. Yeah, the kind yeah. of the other team I wanted to ask you about. You said you, I mean, obviously you were up in Wisconsin this year. I'm big on this Badgers team. That's a team I've kind of followed. Uh, we're all me and Mac here, West Virginia alum. Jesse's a Penn State guy, but I've always been attracted to the West or uh, Wisconsin's basketball program. And this year, uh, specifically, uh, they kind of had that little three game skid. They lost the they had the 15 point lead in Nebraska. Let's Nebraska come back and get that win in overtime. Uh, they had a little bit of a skid there. I saw you had them projected right around a five seed. Is, is that a team that you could see go far? Or do you think that's a team that kind of slipped up and showed their real colors? They definitely could. I don't think it was real. It was like completely real colors. I think a lot of teams go through rough patches. Like UConn 
last year was like a top three team in the country in the in the Atta Conference. They started they then they started playing Big East ball and they fell off into a four seed, but the quality was always there and it was pretty obvious that they could still win a national title. I don't think Wisconsin's a national title team, but I think they're still very much capable with the right matchups to win two, three, four games in the tournament. Um, their offense is better than it usually is. Usually they're so defensive minded and they just like gritty and miserable to play against. Uh, it's still not fun, but their defense isn't as good, but they got a guy like AJ Storr on offense, which I think is a complete difference maker. They haven't had like that NBA level athlete on the wing. Like Johnny Davis was a great scorer, but AJ Storr complements their offense much better with what yeah. they have, I think. Um, so they could, I think it's a balance. I think teams go through rough patches. Theirs was extra rough. Um, but I still think they could, they it was could a be tough good. road and, skid too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it kind of is what it is. And they won last night. Like they get past it and hopefully they're going to be fine now. Um, but they should be okay. I realized I didn't answer the question before my bad. Um, Maryland, I'm a Maryland fan. I'm wearing my shirt, Maryland terrible. I don't want to talk about it. They didn't exceed expectations. They didn't close. <laughs> Uh, Arkansas, USC for sure, and Gonzaga also because they always have high expectations. But um, exceeded yeah. expectations, South Carolina for sure. They're still exceeding my expectations. I like people think I hate South Carolina. I don't. I just don't. I don't think they're the top ten team in the country. I don't think they're that quality. I think they're very good, and they could still make a run in March and beat some teams. Clearly, um, I just have like some or some caution, I guess. Um, I didn't think BYU would be this good this early in the Big 12, and I didn't think Dayton would be this good this year. I knew they were going to be really like, the A10 leader, um, but they have been unbelievable this year. So, yeah, another another team that I kind of had some expectations to coming into this year was Pitt. I thought that you know getting all those returners, they just had a nice win in in Virginia the other night. Um, is that a team that you could see make a make a run? Uh, they kind of disappointed me throughout the year. A lot of the games, or a lot of the games where I thought that they were going to win, they'd be at home. You know, give up the the home court advantage and lose a tough one at home to I believe it was Missouri early on in the season just to start the mm-hmm. out of conference games. I mean, in the ACC they've been okay, but I I just kind of was curious what was your expectation for Pitt kind of coming into this year? Yeah, I expect them to be a tournament team, like you said, with the experience they return, especially with Bub Carrington playing so well from game one, from day one. Like I was like, wow, this could be a dangerous team if they got a freshman that's this good. Also, um. They just have their size hasn't been great either. Then their consistency, like you said, and their metrics don't rank well with a lot of the ACC losses they have. So they're struggling to get into the tournament. But last night was massive for them. Um, it's going to put them in a decent position, at least to be in position, I guess we'll call it position in position to yeah. be in position. Um, they could win a couple games. I Again, another team that I think when you look for teams like that, that are power teams that are going to be anywhere from like seven through 12. They need to have so some kind of consistency, even if it's not all year. Like you need to have, like Wisconsin's a good example. If they fall to a six or seven, which they probably won't, like you know that they had spurts in the year, where like they showed you how good they could be in five yep. games in yep. a row, six games in a row, and that's what the tournament is. If you can't do that two or three games in a row, then you're going to be washed out the first weekend. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah, I definitely, I like that. So, uh, yeah, last year you were in Houston for the Final Four, right? Last year, I was, yeah. You got anything planned this year, March Madness? Are you going to be in, where is it, Arizona this year? It's in Phoenix, yeah. Uh, TBD on, on Phoenix. Um, <laughs> that shit is, that, it's, it's real expensive to get out there. I'm working oh, yes. on like the funding and stuff. but it's um, it's it's It might not be worth it. We'll see. It's, I'm not really sure. I am going to Baylor next week, which will be fun. And then I might go, there's some schools nearby. Like I might go back to Princeton for another game. I might go to Maryland because I'm a Maryland fan. I might, I'm trying to go to Dayton also and Indiana State, but there's not a lot of time left in the season. So other than that, no, yeah. I'll probably head up to the Big East tournament because I'm in New Jersey. It's for, it's right here. Big uh, East so. tournament is fun. I've been to it. I've been to that before. Yeah. It's, uh, it's that, live. Yeah. Who's that Baylor? Uh, who's that Baylor game against? It's Houston at Baylor. It'll be oh, a good one. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be nice. Awesome game. <laughs> it'll it'll be nice. I didn't even realize like that one of the guys I was talking to come down. Um, I want. I was gonna go for the Texas game. They play on like Monday, March fourth. I think I have that date right. Um, because there's no other games on. So I like. I like. I like yeah. going to places when there's nothing else happening. I don't have to worry about what's going on outside the arena. Right, right. Um, but he was like, "Oh, like that senior day, like come to Houston game." And I was like, "Okay, if you say so." Like I guess. That's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah, it's gonna be a trick. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Yes, Mackie, you got anything else? I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of stuck. No, no. Uh, yeah, we just appreciate you coming on. You answered a lot of questions, gave us a lot of intel and everything. But uh, thanks for, thanks for coming on, Ryan. Yeah, no doubt. I'm always, uh, always happy to link with y'all.
Heck yeah, yeah Hoffman Iron Pittsburgh. If you ever find yourself in Pittsburgh, give us a ring. I I was there. I was there for Jet Steelers last year. But Ooh. I uh, I don't know. Steelers what, Steelers lose. I don't know we'll, we'll why why I come year. back. I got to <laughs> figure out. Maybe the Jets play there again next year or something because they line up. I'm not sure, but yeah, I'll have to figure it out. Heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, if we can get you on again, maybe, you know, before the tournament, the week of the tournament, something we can work out, even a quick little segment just to give you some, you know, get some official picks locked in for what you're liking, kind of help the people build their brackets kind of things. Uh, yeah. You're definitely our, our most knowledgeable guy in the college basketball world. Me and Mackie, big, big college basketball gamblers. But, you know, you kind of bring that statistical and analytics background that kind of just like woes <laughs> me away. I'm like, hey, I, yeah. I like it because when it supports what I like, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, literally. Yeah, I watch your videos it. and I'm like, where do you find this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> it blows my mind, man. I'm like, holy But when it doesn't, shit. when it doesn't fit what you want, you're like, ah, oh, shit. Like, I got to change yeah, everything. Yeah, I'm like, this guy doesn't know what right. he's talking about. Yeah. I, do all, I do it all the time. Like, there are some times when I want to put stats out and graphs and like talk about certain, just anything. And I don't not, I don't dislike certain teams. Uh, people think that I don't like, like South Carolina, Providence, uh, UConn. BYU. Those, those fans think I hate their teams. I do not give a rat's ass. Like, I do not care at all. Like I don't care if they're good or bad. That's for 99% of the country. Um, there are teams who, because I like their team, and I think they're going to be good teams in March. If it, it doesn't support them and it really like discredits them, I'm like, mm, like should I really put this out there? Um, but I know that I have to, so I, I do it no choice, but whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah, if we can definitely get you back on, maybe closer to the tournament, during the tournament, whatever works for your availability, uh, we'll reach out and work something out. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no doubt. Um, just let me know and we'll, we'll try to figure it out, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, Thank you. Nice have a good time Sweet. down in Baylor next a... week. Thanks, brother. Have a good one, all right?
That's about all, right. all I got. We got Seton Hall on the card about to start right now, so I'm going to go watch that, and uh, that's about yes, it. Sir. All right, good all right, stuff. Well, yeah, we'll see you guys. What set Jesse Saturday live stream this week? So switching over from the Sunday to the Saturday live stream. Saturday, what ten a.m. Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll just stay tuned on our social media. We'll figure it out. And we'll get something posted out there for official, uh, for the official time and day. So we'll get you guys uh the news that you're looking for. But other than that, you know, thanks for listening. I say it every week. We appreciate it. Like, comment, share, subscribe. The whole nine yards. Make sure you go check out Ryan uh, Ryan Hammer on on social media. I believe the official handle is uh, Ryan Hammer Nine is his Instagram. So uh, make sure you give him a follow. He's you know in the world of college basketball, he's definitely one of the best guys out there. So love having him on. Big shout out to him. Reoccurring guest now. Definitely going to get him back on before the tournament. Um, other than that, th- like I said, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week.